Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Welcome to Kiwi Birth Tales. Today I am kicking it off with a little bit of a different intro. Keen for your feedback. If you want me to go back to the previous one, then <laughs> let me know. Send me a message or something. But I thought I would kick off today with um, a couple of recommendations or, yeah, just things that have happened in the week. Um, a bit more of a combo before we jump into the episode. I won't keep you for long, so don't worry. My first recommendation, um, I was speaking with a girlfriend this week who is due to give birth, and she said... What is your like number one product for postpartum uh, recovery? Something that's going to make my life easier. And I said I had a couple, so I'm not a great, um, not great at just having one. But my recommendations: first one would be adult underwear, disposable, um, like disposable nappies. So I sell two different versions of them in the Your Birth Project store. I sell a Depends um, adult nappy and a Partum Panties adult nappy. They're both amazing. I just cannot recommend them enough. I think they make everything so much easier. You can just put them on literally like a nappy, take them off. They're comfortable. You don't have to wear underwear. Like, yeah, just love them. So that was my first recommendation. The second one is if you're having, and that's for C-section or vaginal birth because you do bleed after both. Um, Second recommendation is a peri wash bottle of some sort. Like you can literally use a pump bottle or something if you want to. But um, I sell the peri wash bottle from Viva La Vulva in the Your Birth Project store. And oh, if you have a vaginal birth, like it is probably going to sting um, when you go for like the first pee or numerous ones after that. It'll probably sting. So the peri wash bottle allows you to squirt water when you're weeing and it just makes it yet yeah, not as uncomfortable. So those are my top two recommendations for post-birth. Um, and then I have another recommendation of what I've been listening to recently. So another podcast, if you're interested in just like general mum life or having a laugh um, about, you know, parenting and different things that we experience as parents. I've been listening to the We Don't Have Time for this podcast. I love it. I think it's so funny. Um, lots of the stuff in the episodes is super relevant and like, yeah, quite thought provoking, but also just have a really good laugh sometimes. So if you've had, um, enough of listening to this podcast or you've listened to all of these Kiwi Birthdays episodes and you want another podcast to listen to, We Don't Have Time for this is a recommendation from this week. Alright, before we jump into the episode, this week's episode is brought to you by Your Birth Project and Your Birth Project is my online hypnobirthing course designed to help you create your best birth. You've probably heard me rant on about it before, um, but Hannah, who is our guest today, is actually a Your Birth Project mum. So see, she purchased the course three weeks out, I think she said, from giving birth and she found it super helpful. It's got all different types of tips and techniques for all different types of births. So it's inclusive of all types of birth and helps you create your best birth, whatever that means to you. So go and check it out. I'll pop a link in the show notes. Um, otherwise you can head to at your birth project on Instagram to find all the information there. If you do want to give the course a try, use the code PODDY, P-O-D-D-Y for 10% off the course. Today I am speaking with Hannah and Hannah takes us through her pregnancy and birth story with her daughter Mila. Hannah had a pretty straightforward pregnancy. Um, she went with an OBGYN for her care so she talks us through what that was like. She also had attended her sister's birth um, and I've had her sister on the podcast before and it was quite a traumatic challenging um, birth so Hannah definitely uh, carried some trauma with her from being at her sister's birth and sort of that being her one experience with birth. So she talks about that and how that sort of impacted her perception of birth. 
she did have a really beautiful positive hospital birth um she used the gas and air so I'll let her talk us through that we talk about relationship changes um exercise mental health all sorts of things postpartum so I hope you love the episode I'd love to hear your feedback uh head to at kiwi birth tales on instagram or send me an email kiwibirthtales at gmail.com if you want to chat all right let's jump into the episode Hi Hannah, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. No worries. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and who is in your family? Yep, so my name is Hannah Tavita. I am a lawyer by trade, um, based in Wellington. Um, I'm currently on maternity leave because my husband and I have had little Mila, um, who's about... Uh, nine months old this week actually um and it's just myself my husband Nihi who um is a rugby player and yeah and little Mila awesome amazing and do you want to talk us through what the journey was like to pregnancy for you guys yeah absolutely so we it was all a bit of a um whirlwind we were really really (laughs) fortunate um to get pregnant quite quickly and I don't necessarily think that I was prepared for how quick it was. Um, I'd been on contraception for quite a while. I mean, from my sort of late teens, 16, 17. And um, yeah, we went to the doctors. I got um, my IUD taken out and um, I was told that it might take a little while just because of the length of time that I'd been on contraception and just my body sort of getting Mm. used to things. Um, And so we started trying and then actually within about four weeks um, of getting my IUD out, I was pregnant. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So it was a lot faster than um, I thought. I kind of like told myself, oh yeah, we've got, you know, about six months. If nothing's (laughs) happened within six months, then maybe I'll, you know, go back to the doctor and have a little chat. And then yeah, four weeks later it was all go. (laughs) And yeah, I can definitely say I've, sort of hit panic mode and like the anxiety kicked in because it was just like wow this is real and it's like it's really happening Mm. but but yeah no it was very very quick journey to pregnancy which we're really really fortunate um yeah yeah amazing and oh I can just like I remember the first time when I first got pregnant with Jai and I saw the positive even though I was like kind of expecting it I was like, holy shit. I felt like a teenager who was like not supposed to be pregnant. <laughs> I just like looked yes. at this positive test. I was like, oh my gosh, I can totally relate to like the anxiety kicking in. <laughs> oh yeah, it's insane. It was actually like quite early in the morning and I had no idea that um that I was pregnant. So like mm. I like I was a bit of a I, I don't know, by the way, I'm just a little bit of like a process driven person and so like yeah. I was taking tests like quite regularly even though like there was no way I'd be able to tell I was pregnant you know that quickly yeah. and so actually the day before I'd had a negative test yeah. and that was still sort of sitting in our bathroom and then um I took a test in the morning it was quite early and that had come back positive and I just was like my husband he was like fast asleep <laughs> and I was just in the bathroom like freaking out by myself and then straight away I was like, oh, I've got to do something. Like I, I need to tell him in like a fun way or like do yeah. something cute. So I left the negative pregnancy test out. Um, and I remember just going into the room. We had some sort of event on and I was like, oh, I need to like quickly go out and grab something. Like I'll be back soon. Um, like sleep in, do whatever. And I just like shot out, went and bought some like little Air Maxes, like Air Jordan shoes, <laughs> chucked the positive pregnancy test Um in the little box and then I called him on my way home and I was like oh my dad's coming over um can you please like take the test that I did this morning and like put it in the bin which was actually last night's test and it was negative so he went in saw the negative test so none the wiser put it in the bin and then um I came home with the little shoe box and just said to him oh like you had a package at the door and I put it down for him and it was a bit of a um what's the word it wasn't the excitement I was expecting because when he opened the box he thought I'd bought these little shoes for my nephew and he hadn't seen the pregnancy oh. test so he was like oh these are really cute did you did you get these for Aubrey and I was sort of like no like 
have another look and, <laughs> look and, <laughs> yeah. and then when he saw it it was yeah it was very emotional he's wanted kids yeah. for a very long time so no it was it was very cute yeah 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 amazing oh, very nice and did you have yeah. like many symptoms in that first trimester did they start sort of straight away or what did your first trimester look like yeah so I had quite bad nausea um in the first try I was wearing those sort of like sea seasickness bands oh, yeah. like and yeah. because we didn't tell anyone for quite a long time like we waited till about 20 weeks um I was just wearing these bands like 24 <laughs> 7 trying to like hide them and I just yeah. felt like absolute crap yeah. like yeah the nausea was really bad and I used to get it at like sort of 5 p.m and um mm. my my mum works in town as well, so I'd finish work and then my dad would pick up both like me and my mum and, and take us home. Um, he dropped me home like to my house and I just remember sitting in the back of the car like feeling like crap and like they didn't know that I was pregnant. <laughs> and my mum would always be like, Oh, you're not very talkative today and I'd be like, Oh yeah, sorry, I just had a bad day at work when really I'm sitting there like, Do not vomit, like do not vomit. Yeah, yeah. And I used to just make things up to my dad and be like can you just stop at the dairy? I just need to grab some milk. And I just run in like scull a ginger beer and then like buy <laughs> milk. We didn't even need milk, but I was just <laughs> like, don't want them to know that I'm pregnant yet. And like, yeah, yeah, so it was, yeah, really bad nausea the first try. But other than that, um, not really anything else. And yeah. sort of hit try two and it kind of just, yeah, felt like a new woman after that. I had like yeah. new lease on life, so much energy. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't really have, um, that bad symptoms in, in the first yeah. try. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And when did you end up telling, like, your parents and your families and sort of close friends and stuff like that? Did you wait till 20 weeks or did you tell them a bit earlier? Yeah, no, we waited till 20 weeks before we told my family. Yeah. And then uh, we told, and also his family, and we told our friends probably a couple of weeks after that. So we did wait yeah. a little while. I'm not sure why. I did feel, like, quite nervous I guess with that mm. just being my first pregnancy I I really wanted to wait as long as possible so yeah yeah we did sort of take our time with that yeah yeah awesome cool and did you go with a midwife for your care or what did you do there uh we went with an obstetrician um just sort of with more like family history um yeah yeah it was yeah important to me to go with an obstetrician I was very yeah. nervous um just because my sister had not had very good births yeah. um yeah and so I was a little bit terrified and so yeah we <laughs> made the decision to go with an obstetrician and I was really really happy that we that we did that yeah yeah awesome yeah and did you do all of the sort of standard testing that's offered in New Zealand yeah yeah we did yeah. um yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, we did awesome. the nip, yeah, quite early because we wanted to find out um, the gender as well. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but no, we did all the sort of testing that's offered, yeah. Yeah, cool, awesome. And what about like antenatal classes or birth education? What were your thoughts there? Did you do any of it um, and how did you find it? Yeah, so I went, I actually went to two antenatal classes because the first one I went to, I was just like, yeah, I did not enjoy it. Um, yeah. And having sat in my sister's births um, with her children or with her first daughter, Emily, um, I just felt really not let down, but I just sort of felt like they kind of, this first antenatal group that I went to, it was sort of more like best case scenario. And I just remember yeah. sitting there being like, this is not preparing <laughs> us. And, you know, like yeah. I've sat in a birth where it's been anything but best case scenario. And yeah. Like, I want to be in an antenatal class that's going to tell me, you know, like, stuff might happen and it might go wrong, but, like, you mm. know, this is what we can do. And so I really yeah. didn't enjoy my first antenatal. Ended up going to another um, antenatal group and really enjoyed it. And it was just exactly how I imagined it. And they gave us yeah. all the statistics. But it wasn't scary. It was just, like, here's information, you know. Almost half of you are going to have some sort of assistance in your births. And, like, that was the kind of stuff I think I needed to know. Mm. Um and then I also ended up doing your hypnobirthing um, oh, cool. course um, yeah. at about, yeah, I think I was three weeks out from giving birth and I sort of hit panic <laughs> mode because I just yeah. 
hadn't done any other than antenatal I hadn't done anything I didn't read any books I didn't yeah. like I, I was in this sort of like mind frame because of how bad my sister's births were and my sister mm. was actually on your podcast about Emily's birth um yeah. years and years ago now because Emily's almost four but it wasn't a good birth and um yeah. you know all the emergencies that they warn you about like we had about mm. three or four of those in Emily's birth and so I yeah. was actually quite traumatized by that so yeah. I kind of adopted this coping mechanism of just like I almost pretended like I wasn't going to give birth and that is like <laughs> terrible because I was getting more and more pregnant by the day and like I just yeah. kind of refused to sort of acknowledge that that was going to happen. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, I just wasn't reading anything, wasn't getting any information, like was just kind of like, ah, what will be will be. And that was fine up until like up until a point. And then I started really panicking and was like, I actually have no idea what's going to happen. Mm. And like, you know, I've got no information. And so I remember we were actually away for Christmas and I had bought your hypnobirthing course and I just made me like sit down with me and we like <laughs> smashed it out within like yeah. probably like three or four days, like just watching yeah. it every night. And like, yeah, that was a huge help for me. Like I do have to say, like, um, took a lot from that and yeah I think that really did help me especially I, I'm actually really glad I did it so close to giving birth because it was yeah. really fresh in my mind yeah um yeah cool and did you have many thoughts on like how you wanted your birth to go did you have a birth plan did you want to be in the hospital like what were your thoughts there yeah so um I definitely had ideas and I think that's what I liked about um, your hypnobirthing course as well is not to have like a birth plan. And I, um, my mm. obstetricians had a similar sort of take on that. Like, um, so they actually gave us like this little sheet and you could put like stickers on, like it, it was really beautiful. It sounds like a child <laughs> thing, but it was actually. No, really I beautiful. love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, it was just sort of like, they sort of had a similar like concept to what you talk about, just having like, just an idea of what you want mm. and like things that, you know, might happen, but also might not. And like, you know, they'll mm. try their best. And so, yeah, I definitely, initially I really wanted to have a water birth and um, I kind of was getting a little bit fixated on it. And then I, you know, after doing your course, after talking to my obstetrician, it became quite clear to me that I just needed water in my birth it's you know in yep. some shape or form so I started sort of like reframing my mindset a little bit and just thought okay well so long as there's like a birthing pool in there and I have the option and if it happens great and if it doesn't then you know so be it so yeah, yeah I definitely had ideas that I wanted I set up the room you know we had a lot of like red lights I had music and all those things that I wanted that were easy to make happen we definitely made happen and then everything else was sort of just like you know I've put it out there. It's either going to yeah, happen or, yeah. or it's not. Yeah. 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 Cool. And what about preparation for like birth? Were you doing any antenatal expressing or were you doing like, you know, eating the dates and the raspberry leaf tea and all that sort of stuff? <laughs> Did you do any of that to try and bring on labor? No, I didn't. I was actually a, a little bit of a psychopath, I guess. I tried to get to <laughs> a wedding. It was one of my best friend's weddings. And, um, it was actually in Monica. And so I actually flew down there at 39 weeks, um, which lots of people oh were my like, gosh. oh my God, you're crazy, you're crazy. So I think I was like really in my mind just being like, please hold on, like hold on, yeah. hold on. Like I just want to get this out of the way. And yeah. so like I really did not want to bring on um, <laughs> this. Like I was very yeah. much like happy to go to 40 weeks because I need to get this wedding done. I need to do this. So um yeah, made it down there and actually I saw my obstetrician before I left and um, she did an examination and was like, no, you're totally fine. Like, she's, baby's not even engaged. And then when I got back, um, I don't know, I must have done a lot of dancing and had a lot of fun because I was three <laughs> centimetres dilated when I came back. Um, yeah. Had a stretch and sweep and then um, baby actually came because I had two due dates I had when you get your dating scan which I had just done through um Pacific Radiology they gave me a yeah. due date and then my obstetrician gave me a due date and they were different so yeah we had the 16th of Jan and we had the 18th of Jan and 
Mila actually came smack bang in the middle on the 17th. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I didn't really, other than the stretch and sleep, I didn't really do anything to sort of yeah. bring it on. I was um, collecting colostrum though, and yeah. I got a bit sort of like crazy with that too. Like it, it was very much like, I'm going to get as much as I can. And yeah, it came yeah. a little bit, yeah. But no, yeah, um, yeah it all just sort awesome. of, yeah, happened. <laughs> Yeah. How did you find the stretch and sweat? Was it uncomfortable? My, I just remember mine being pretty, pretty uncomfortable, but some people don't find them too bad. Oh, I absolutely hated it. And I'm like <laughs> yeah. terrible with pain. So I, yeah. um, yeah, no, I made Nikki come with me and I, on it, I thought I was going to faint. It was just like <laughs> yeah. too much. And like, she was like, the midwife kept talking to me being like, Oh, she's got a lot of hair. And it honestly just made me feel sick. Like I was just <laughs> sort of like, oh, I don't want to, I don't need a play by play. I just need you to do yeah. what you have to do. And like, just leave me to it here. Cause I was yeah, pretty much having a panic attack on the table, but yeah, yeah no, I did not enjoy it. It was, it was yeah. uncomfortable for me, but yeah, I've definitely heard some people, my sister, I don't think really had any issues. With him, mm. So yeah. 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 Fair enough. And did your, do you want to take us through your labour starting? Um, yeah, what was the sort of start of your labour like and how did it progress and then into your birth story? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think, like I said, I was quite terrified because of my sister's birth and I was yeah. really prepared that I was going to have something like that. And, yeah. um yeah, I really didn't, which I feel super fortunate and grateful for because mm-hmm. um, it would have been on the the day before I went into labor, I started having sort of early labor, sort of it, the feeling of early labor, and yeah. then it sort of subsided. So um, we were actually doing renovations at a property and I started getting these pains and I just remember being like, oh, my God, no, this can't happen right now. <laughs> and my dad um, – decided to drive me home and like I was having these pains and they were feeling like contractions but they were really far apart but it kept sort of happening and then within like a couple of hours it sort of just subsided and I remember thinking something's definitely happening but I went to sleep that night and everything was fine woke up in the morning you know um it was a Sunday went to brunch I just went about my day as yeah. I would normally and then at, that night at about five o'clock um in the evening it started again and I was a little bit like oh yeah okay this happened yesterday around similar time like it'll probably subside again but this time it didn't and so things started sort of ramping up it was actually awkward because my parents we had my parents over for dinner and like I was very much going through the motions at this point you know like about eight o'clock I was like they had ramped up and they were getting a lot closer together. And I was just sort of lying in our bedroom, like, Oh my God, we're about to have a baby. Like I'm dying. And I remember thinking that the pain was bad then and (laughs) having me sort of like help me through my contractions and the breathing. And, um, my parents left because obviously it was getting a bit, you know, intense Mm. and we rang my midwife and she was like, Oh, you know, they're still quite far apart. Like try and stay at home for as long as you can. And, you know, when they're, you know, getting closer together, then make your way to the hospital. It got to about sort of like 11 PM and I was pretty much, yeah, I was in a lot of pain. Um, and so I was pretty ready to go to the hospital. So we went to the hospital and I was already, um, like I said, I'd already measured at three centimeters dilated, like when I'd come back from Wanaka. Um, so I was pretty sure like we were ready to go, but Mm. we got to hospital and they did an examination and I was still only three centimeters. And yeah, I just remember feeling like so defeated more so because, once they examined me, they were like, oh, you know, like you can go home if you want. And I'm sitting there like, it's mm. 11 o'clock at night. Like I'm not going home. And yeah. if I go home, I'm probably not going to come back. So <laughs> yeah. um, I just said like, I'd really like to stay if that's okay. And um, they were really great. They um, were like, no, that's totally fine. And I remember they just like ran the um, bar for me, the the birthing um, pool for me. And we got that all set up and I just got into the bath Um and he was sort of just like hold like so I could lie down and actually relax it was kind of like holding my head up so that I could just yeah really just relax and I was breathing Mm -hmm. through my contractions in the bath and I think that really helped because 
I managed to get my breathing under control in the bath and was able to actually in some sort of way kind of relax and just, yeah, get get into sort of like the headspace that I needed to be in. Um, And within two hours, I was nine centimetres. Yeah, Yeah. dilated. Yeah, dilated. So um, I'm really glad I didn't go home because, yeah, it started moving quite quickly. So from about sort of 2 a.m., yeah, I'd hit about – nine centimeters and it kind of sort of stalled then um and so I went back in the bath but it was interesting because I I'd really wanted a water birth yeah but as soon as I got into the um birthing pool like I don't know what happened I just remember saying to Nehi like I'm not giving birth in in here like I don't want to I don't want to push in here and which was so weird like I like I had everything set up I could have had a a water birth if I wanted but I don't know what happened my brain was just like nah we're not doing it in here like yeah I was happy to be in there calm myself get myself into the headspace but I wanted to push on the bed yeah um and so at about sort of 3 30 I was still measuring it around like nine centimeters um but I was starting to get the urge to push one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com like really badly my water still hadn't um broken at this point yeah and I remember saying to the midwife like can can you get Sarah that was my obstetrician can you get Sarah here please and I just I don't know if I'm just don't know enough about this but I just thought <laughs> the obstetricians were like in the hospital and they're like yeah. okay yeah we'll just give her a call and um she'll come from home and I remember just being like what like she's not here she's not in the hospital and they were like no no no. she's at home but she'll be here in five minutes and I was just staring at me here like oh my god like she's not here like she's not gonna make it like what's going on like um but no she literally was there within five minutes and um she came had a look and she was like yep you're still nine centimeters and I just remember thinking what the like you know it's been like almost two hours like how long am I going to stay at nine centimeters and the urge for pushing was just getting stronger and stronger and stronger that she actually just made the call to break my waters um and then from there it pretty much was all go so um I started pushing at about quarter to four in the morning um and Mila was here by 401 oh wow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes about 15 yeah. 16 minutes of pushing it felt like hours like yes. I remember yeah. yeah doing my sort of post checkup with my obstetrician you know like a week or two later and being like oh you know like I can't believe like the pushing that was so exhausting like hours of pushing and she was like no she was <laughs> like you pushed for 15 minutes I was like what? what I was like I'm sure I was pushing for like two hours she was like no you push for 15 minutes but it, yeah. it felt like a lifetime it really really did yeah 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 and did you have so, any like gas or anything like that or you just did it with nothing no I had gas I did ask for an epidural as yeah. well but it was definitely too late yeah, yeah, um yeah. yeah by that time the urge but there was no way I was going to be able to sort of sit still um to get that put in and by the time it would have kicked in like my obstetrician was like your baby's going to be here in probably the next (laughs) half an hour 40 minutes it's going to take an hour to kick in like we're past that (laughs) and I just remember feeling a bit defeated when I heard that um and yeah so no I only had the gas but I had yeah pretty much chewed the mouthpiece off because (laughs) I'd gone in very much like yeah, what's going to be is going to be if I need to have an epidural, yeah. I'm having an epidural. Yeah. If I need to have a cesarean, I'm having Like, I didn't have, you know, like, has to be a natural birth, has to be this. It was just kind of go with the flow. But I remember when they said no to the epidural, I just kind of was like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do this. Like, yeah. I'm exhausted. And I remember lying in the bath just saying to me, I just need, like, 
couple hours sleep and then I'll smash this. And he was kind of like, I don't think that's going to happen. And I was like, no, no, like just let me sleep. And then I'll, yeah. when I wake up, I'll, I'll push her out. Like, but yeah, nah, it was just ramping up. So yeah. I just, yeah, remember feeling exhausted. And when I heard that I couldn't have the epidural, I felt quite, quite defeated. Mm. But um, in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't get it because I had a very quick recovery. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, I do remember feeling a little bit sad when when that yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And in terms of the pushing, like, I mean, I've had one cesarean and one vaginal birth, and mm. like the pushing is just something I feel like it's really hard to explain. But did you yeah. feel like you were doing it sort of like correctly from the first push, or did you have like a bit of a practice initially, or how did you go with the pushing? Yeah, I just remember thinking, like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, I just – and I, yet, I don't think anything can prepare you for that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I think, yeah, how you think you have to push, like, just I think, you know, when you're thinking about, oh, when you push to have a baby, is so different to actually how you really need to yeah. push. And I remember I wasn't getting it um, at the beginning, definitely wasn't, and my obstetrician was really trying to, like – talk me through it because Mm. I was just sort of pushing like with my muscles but that sort of like bearing down I just couldn't and I remember them like kept saying that and I was just like what what do you mean like I don't know what you mean (laughs) like you know and that whole like is you know that like feeling of needing to take a poo it is absolutely like that and I just remember feeling terrified like I'm gonna poo but (laughs) that was the feeling that just like that pushing yeah Yeah. I just nothing could have prepared me for that and I did definitely struggle with that at the beginning I was yeah sort of pushing like with my muscles but it was almost Mm -hmm. tensing me up in a way and so yeah yeah, it did take a bit of practice and yeah it's probably yeah by far the hardest thing I've ever done like I thought the contractions were I got to a point where I could actually breathe through my contractions, which probably wasn't a good thing, but um, I just got my breathing so down packed yeah. that a, a contraction would come and my obstetrician would be like, okay, here we go. Like need you to push now. And I'd just be like, no, <laughs> just do it. I'm just going to yeah. breathe through it. And I, I'm just going to keep the, my baby there. <laughs> yeah. Literally got to the point where she was like, okay, you need to stop. Um, breathing through your contractions because we need to get this baby out. And I was just exhausted. I was like, yeah. that is so hard. That is the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely definitely a journey, the pushing yeah. side of things. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And did your obstetrician, like, coach you when her head was sort of coming? Um, did she tell you, like, stop pushing now, yep, push now? Like, how did you find that? And did you end up with any um, tears from birth? Uh, yeah, my obstetrician was great. Um, she, I was pushing a lot and Mila's head was sort of coming out and like sort of crowning and then it would just go back in because yeah. I was just not yeah. pushing like uh, all the way through. And um, she was definitely coaching me, but on my last push, I remember her saying to me, like, you know, this is the last one. Like she will, she'll come if you can give us like a big, mm. a big push, like her head's right here. Um, and, and she guided her head out, but I pushed so hard cause you know how you have to like hold your breath and yes. yeah. really push. Um, I actually knocked myself out. Oh so my I actually, yeah, like passed out from holding my breath for too long. And my sister was actually holding my hand and I just sort of like came to, and I just, my sister was like, look down, like, look down, like your baby's here. And I remember thinking, what, what the hell? Like, where am I? Like, I literally woken up thinking I'd been like in a car accident. Oh and then gosh. I felt like, yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I'd like completely knocked myself out. And then Nihi was down there and he actually pulled her out. So I can't remember like the exact what was happening when her head was actually, because I literally knocked myself oh, out, but yeah. Nihi was down there and he, um, he pulled her out, which was a really beautiful moment. He did actually break her umbilical cord. So oh, I was, no. <laughs> yeah, blood just like 
hit my sister's face, hit me, oh, and I remember no. being like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Like, that's because I'm dying. Like, something has happened. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, it's okay. Like, he's just broken the umbilical cord. And, yeah, I just looked down, and I saw Mila, and I, like, kind of came back to him. I was like, oh, my God, shit, that's right. That's what we're doing. We're giving birth. Like, we're here. And, yeah, so it was a bit of a whirlwind. Yeah, very much yeah. so. Yeah, 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 for sure. And do they pop her up on your chest um, from there? Yes, she went straight on to my chest. Um, yeah. And she actually went straight on to my breast and yeah. started um, feeding pretty much straight away, which was a really, yeah, yeah um, a really nice moment yeah. for me um, to have that because she just started feeding pretty much straight away. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And did your um, placenta come away straight away or did you have to wait for that or what was that like? Yeah, so I got the, I can't remember what it's called, the little like injection um, that helps sort of bring that out. And yeah, within sort of five minutes, I feel like that was, it had come out and it was pretty, pretty easy. But yeah, again, I, I feel like I completely forgot that you kind of almost had to like give birth yes to that again <laughs> like yeah. I just think oh, you're same. so yeah <laughs> caught up in the moment yeah 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 and so did you need any stitches or anything like that no I didn't so I oh, had grazing but I didn't yeah. have um any tearing but I remember yeah. um in the morning sort of well, in the morning we were in the morning when I went to go um you know pass urine for the first time and my yeah. midwife was like oh you know try oh, try yeah. Oh, sorry, yes, Mila. <laughs> um, <laughs> try do it in the shower, and I yeah. honestly thought I was going to pass out. Like I just mm. remember being like, "Oh, I'm sure it won't be that bad." And oh my god, it was, yes, it yeah. was <laughs> terrifying. Um, yeah, the first pee that I went for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I say to everyone, I'm like, man, if I could give every pregnant person in New Zealand one of those like peri wash bottles that helps them oh like, my God. squirt water yeah. down there when they're going yes. wheeze. I'm like, that's the best thing yeah. that you can do. Like, I yeah. actually bought yeah. one off your site in the whole Viva La Vulva yes. um, kit. And thank God, because I was using that, like there was yeah. no tomorrow. Yes. Like, yeah, I, me too. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. have been able to um, wouldn't have been able to go pee without that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And yeah. how long did you spend um in the hospital after your birth? Um, obviously because we were in COVID, it was a little bit hectic. Um, mm. I actually was only there for four hours after giving. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so by eight a.m. um, I sort of said that I like felt fine and I could tell like the hospital needed beds and because I had quite like a you know pretty relaxed birth um Mm. yeah I could just tell that they needed the bed um but I ended up (laughs) going out to the birthing um center in Kinipuru in Wellington which is just like free and my obstetricians like really recommended that I go there Mm. um and so Nihi and I went out there on our first um, night and they just yeah. helped me with sort of like latching yeah. and like swaddling and things like that throughout the night. So yeah, I'm really glad that I went there and you yeah. can stay there for two nights, but after one night I felt ready to just sort of like go home. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And how did you find that like initial, um, initial few days with breastfeeding? Do you feel like you got the hang of it pretty quickly or what was that like? Yeah, I I yeah feel quite lucky in terms of like my breastfeeding journey, and I feel like mm. it kind of had nothing to do with me really. I feel like she was just really, um, like she just latched straight away, and that made it really easy for me. Um, yeah. So I I'm, I definitely had issues with supply at the beginning. Like I, my supply was just all over the place. It was like really like like I had too much and then I had not enough and I was kind of all Mm. over the place in that sense but in terms of like latching and actually feeding we were we were pretty pretty good and I feel quite lucky with that yeah awesome and did you have like did you feel like you had the baby blues or any like um you know periods of feeling like really heightened emotions in that first week yeah definitely did I remember um 
sort of reflecting on my birth and because I'd been in my sister's um, birth with Amelie, I just sort of remember obviously the, all the terrible moments, but I also remember yeah. when they passed her Amelie when she was born and like Cal, like sort of just like my sister was just like crying. She was so yeah. like, you know, overjoyed and like, just like so excited to have this little baby here. And I just kind of was comparing it, which you should never do, but I was to my own birth. And I remember when they passed Emila and I was like so exhausted that like, I get <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, I wasn't crying. I wasn't anything. I just sort of like lay back in the bed. Like I, there's like photos of me with like, just, I look like I'm dead pretty much. <laughs> and like, there's just this like little baby on my chest, but yeah, I think in that first week I started almost feeling guilty that I didn't have like a bigger response to her. Yeah. That like yeah. I didn't, um, you know, cry and get emotional when she mm. was here. It was sort of just like, oh my God, thank God, like she's here and like now I yeah. want to sleep. That's literally yeah. how I felt. So yeah, there was definitely a bit of blues with that. And I remember speaking to Nihi about it and just saying like, oh, is there something wrong with me? Like I didn't, you know, but I remember my midwife was amazing and she was just saying, no, she's like, you just pushed a baby out like of course you yeah. want to sleep afterwards like you don't not everyone has the same reaction like but I guess it was the only reaction that I've seen that I thought that was sort of the norm um yeah 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 and I was a little bit yeah a little bit down about that yeah. I think in the first sort of week reflecting back on it yeah I think there's probably lots of people who will listen to this and actually relate like you see I don't know it doesn't sort of matter if you're watching a movie or a TV show or anything like that. Like they may not have been in a, an actual birth like you with your sister, but you see like all of the ways that birth is portrayed. There's always this like elation after your baby's born. And yes. it's like this immediate, like, Oh my God, my baby's here. I love them so much. And this like overwhelming feeling. And I think a lot of the time that's not the case. Like sometimes it is for sure, but yeah. Um, yeah a lot of the time it's not and it's okay to feel that way it's like it's totally normal and fine if you if you feel that way um, yeah absolutely yeah. I think that's exactly it just sort of yeah felt like something was wrong with me because it felt like that response was the norm to be elated and because I didn't have that I was like oh my god I'm a terrible yeah. mum like you know something's <laughs> yeah. wrong with me but yeah. no yeah yeah yeah, fair enough. And how did your physical recovery from birth go? Did you feel like you were healing like quite quickly or yeah, how did you find that? Yeah, I did. I felt like I um healed relatively quickly. Um I started sort of going for walks quite early and I think that was really good sort of even just for like mental health, just to sort of get yeah. out and like get in the fresh air. But yeah, no, I healed pretty quickly, but I had this like I was a bit terrified to get back into the gym or do anything. So I actually started seeing, um, what are they called? A physio. Um, sorry, what are they called? My mind is blanking. A woman's um, health physio, do you mean? Yes, or yeah, a, woman's yeah, health, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I just had this fear of, like, prolapsing. And it was yeah. so, like, there's no reason for it. Um, but I just was absolutely terrified to get back into the gym um yeah. despite being told like oh everything's you know tracking very well like you're fine it took me a really long time and so I just didn't really rush anything I just sort of yeah. let myself until I felt like 100% like I felt all good then I sort of started getting back yeah. into exercise and things like that but definitely yeah. didn't rush anything and didn't feel any need to and yeah but yeah, healing, yeah. everything went pretty smoothly, to be honest. Yeah, awesome. And what about you and Nehi? Like, do you feel like you are sharing the sort of parental, um, like, you know, tasks and how has your relationship changed? And, yeah, what does parenting look like between the two of you? Yeah, I think um, it's been it's been a whirlwind, I think. Uh yeah, when Mila was about four weeks old, he actually ended up um, down in Queenstown for that super yeah. rugby bubble uh, that yeah. they did. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, that was, so they were down there for about a month and I just, oh, yeah, that was a, that was a battle. And I'm like super lucky that I have, um, you know, my family so close. My parents mm. are literally around the corner. My brother is our neighbour. And, like, I definitely just wouldn't be able to 
Like I wouldn't have been able to do it if yeah. if they weren't there. Um, and then again, when she was four months old, I feel terrible <laughs> saying this, but it's just like this is just our reality. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. A bit, a bit. It was very hard when she was four months. He went over to New York for two months, yeah. and we had initially planned that I would go too, but. I was going to go later and it just became really apparent to me that there was just no way I was going to be traveling with a five month old on my own, you know, trying to go through LAX. Like it was just, (laughs) yeah, it became very clear to me. I had done a trip to Sydney with her and had my parents, my sister and everyone with me. And that was stressful. And that was hard. Just like not Mila herself, just trying to get through an airport with a baby totally. and all those sorts of things I just remember saying to me like there's no way like there's no way I'm coming like <laughs> we should yeah. have done it together or like I'm not coming at all yeah. and so yeah did two months alone then and that was very hard but um Nihi has wanted to be a father for a very very long time yeah. um so I've sort of like pushed it out as far as I could <laughs> um yeah so he's very hands-on and he is, yeah, it's, it's, we always say like, it's never been the same since we've had a baby and it never yeah. will be. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Like this is our new norm and we're just sort of trying to find ourselves, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, no, we, it's, we're getting there. Definitely getting yeah. there. Um, yeah. Yeah. It takes ages, I reckon. Like, I, honestly, I feel like we're two kids in and we're still <laughs> we're still trying to figure it out. It's like you add a new person to your relationship and your family and, um, you know, obviously life sort of goes on, but so much changes. I think the relationship dynamics is sometimes like the actual hardest part of parenting, I think. Absolutely. And I just, yeah. I think if someone could have, like, if I was to warn anyone else, like having a baby, it's literally from the point, like, and it makes sense once you've had a baby, but if you haven't had a baby, there's no sort of like easing into it. It's like once yeah. the baby's born, like <laughs> that's it. Like life has changed. Yeah. Like yeah. the nights are never the same after that. Like, you yeah. know, we, we take turns, like we try and like sleep in the same bed, but we've also yeah. done like co-sleeping with Mila. So there's nights where like she'll be with me and he's in another room. So yeah, like the whole dynamic just just changes but you figure it out and yeah honestly hearing you like even with two kids I'm like I feel like it gets harder with two like because (laughs) yeah yeah, there's two little people's needs that you have to look after so as as well as your own so yeah no it's it's you figure it out it's a journey and it's a fun one but there's definitely challenging times for sure yeah yeah, absolutely. And I saw you, I actually saw, a, um, I think it was a story post that you shared that you've just um, recently started back at the gym. How have you found <laughs> like that journey for you? Because I know that you said you're, you know, you're super into exercise pre-Mila. So um, yeah, what's that been like for you? Yeah, it's been weird. I've had a bit of a roller coaster in terms of um, yeah exercise in the gym post-baby. I kind of like hit a peak maybe when she was about sort of like two months old I was like back in the gym doing everything and then I sort of just hit a lull and was just like I don't really know what happened but I just had no desire and like Mm. no drive to go to the gym or do anything like that you know like I think I was exhausted still am because she's going through regressions and (laughs) and all of that so like there's just nothing in me that wanted to go and I've sort of just allowed myself to be okay with that like yeah there was a point where it was kind of getting concerning because it was such a big part of my life it was a big part of keeping my mental health in check to you know mm. be active and doing things yeah. um and I remember sort of in this last month saying to me I, I do think I need to start going back to the gym because I just think I need it for my own sort of like sanity but I'm just going to go when I feel ready yeah. and yeah, so yesterday was the first time that I've stepped foot into the gym in, in about yeah. four months, and I did a hot yoga class, um, <laughs> and yeah, it was actually fab, and like, it's crazy yes. how exercise and things like that can just give you yes. like a a bit of a, a, yeah, like a, just a little bit of a kick, which I think I yeah. needed, and yeah. Um, yeah, kind of feel a little bit more energized and ready to go again <laughs> and get into it, but I also feel totally fine with the fact that I've done absolutely nothing for four months and like yeah. I've just let myself have that and and yeah. I'm okay with that so yeah. yeah 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 I think um yeah I can I can relate I, I was like not super into the gym before I was pregnant but I was definitely like going to the gym at least like you know four times a week and 
then I had kids and that just totally changed for me. But I feel like I'm finally sort of in a similar place where I actually feel like I'm getting those sort of endorphins after doing some yep. exercise and like you feel good for it and you always feel better after it. So yeah, I can. Absolutely. I can and that's the point, isn't it? Because the times where I was exercising earlier on, I didn't feel good. I just felt even more tired. My yeah. body was so sore yeah. and it was like, why am I doing this? Like, you yeah. know, I used to exercise totally. because it made me feel good and, now it doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel exhausted and sore and, you know, and not in, and not in a good way. So, yeah. yeah, I definitely think that's changing, which is, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And is there anything that we haven't covered or yeah, anything that you want to um, add in before we close the episode? Um, not really. I think if anything, like if I could give advice, I think, yeah I guess just going through birth and having had bad experiences and I feel like it was really common in my antenatal groups hearing women talk about like only hearing the horrible stories and the scary stories and it's like absolutely those stories are out there and you know they're probably true and they definitely do happen but I think sort of my birth is a perfect example of me being in my own head thinking it was going to go such a you know terrible way because that's all I kind of knew and it went the complete opposite. And so, like, you just don't know what's going to happen. And I think yeah. regardless of what you've heard or you've seen or whatever, um, your journey is just going to be your journey. And it's so important to just, yeah, go along go along for the ride. And, like, yeah. what will be will be. And I think that was sort of the best mindset that I could take, like planning, but planning in a way that I wasn't going to be upset if it yeah. didn't go that way. You know, like yeah. just being really yeah. open to – whatever's going to happen is going to happen, which is easier said than done. But I think that was a really big thing for me. And I think, yeah, I'm, I feel super lucky with the birth that I had because it was a really positive, yeah. positive birth. Um, yeah. But yeah. 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 Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with us. I've loved speaking with you and I know there'll be so many people that love your episode too. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales. I hope you've loved it. I really loved speaking with Hannah. So yeah, hope you loved her episode. A reminder that this week's episode is brought to you by Your Birth Project. If you want to create your best birth, use the code PODDY for 10% off the course. I look forward to bringing you another episode next week. Talk soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.